is a blue. You're listening to Three Valleys Radio. Welcome to our In Conversation program. Every week we talk to a sporting personality to find out just what makes them tick. From their early childhood, to their professional career, to their musical tastes. We cover it all. So sit back and enjoy as we talk to this week's special guest. Here on Three Valleys Radio. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to In Conversation. And uh, tonight's guest is somebody that was affectionately known as Super Gav. Yeah, the only player get a yellow card in a championship playoff final at Wembley when he wasn't even playing. Yes, it's none other than Gavin Williams. Hi, guys. Hope everyone's well. Yeah, of course it is, mate. Of course it is. How are you? All right? Yes, very well, thank you. Good, good, good. What are you doing with yourself these days? Um, not a lot, really. Um, I've just, obviously, um, just sort of stepped down as Murphy manager to, uh, to take a little break. Um, so, yeah, just having having a bit of time out, really, and, and seeing what... What's next in next in the um, in the chapter, I suppose. So mm. yeah, just having a little break from everything and, and just reevaluating what what I want to do next. Do you think you'll stay in football? Um, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure um, because because you've done football since I was 15 and and it's all I've known is football and this is the first time really in in 20 odd years that I've had a break from football and. And I've definitely not missed being manager. Anyway, put it that way, because people people don't realise how difficult and how stressful it is. It, it basically takes over takes over your life, really. Mm. So, mm. so yeah, definitely not missed that side of it. And and obviously now I'm too old to be playing. So so yeah, it's, like I say, it's just reevaluating what I'm going to do next. Well, so long as you're fit and well and mentally okay, that's the main thing. Mind you, we're never mentally yeah. okay anyway, so I don't know why I said that, really. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go back to the, the beginning, though, Gav. Um, you were born in 1980, and you had your youth career, really, with uh, Hereford United. Tell us a little bit about that. How did you end up going to Hereford, and, and what was it like there? Um, yeah, I, I think I was about 14, 15 at the time, and, and I, I got invited up to... Um, to have a trial at Hereford and, and literally I played played one game for him in the youth team and, and then the, the manager at the time um, offered me a, a, t- a two-year youth team contract so so yeah it was over the moon to accept it and and yeah I listen I, I owe a lot to Hereford because obviously they, they gave me the chance give me the chance to become a footballer and, mm. and it, it, it was a strange sort of situation because the club were struggling financially. Then obviously they had, they had to play sort of youth team players and, and, and stuff like that. So obviously I was probably pushed into the first team a bit sooner probably than, than expected. But I, I, I think it, um, 
give me the platform to go on and have a have a good career. So so yeah, I, I owe a lot to Hereford and, and obviously the, the people there, the staff, the manager. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it, it, it was a good um, it was a good club to to sort of lead the pathway to a football career. Really, what well, what's it like though as a sixteen year old to suddenly be told you've been offered a two year career and you know obviously as a sixteen year old you're going to be thinking, cool, no, this is it, I've 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 cracked it. I mean, is it like that or or did you have your feet no, on the ground? It's it's not as simple as that. Listen, it's it's obviously. A lot of hard work goes into be becoming a, a football player. Um, like you, you see the way people train, you you got to be fit, you got to be mm. healthy, and, and stuff like that. So, and yeah, obviously you you've got to have the ability to go with it. There's no point having one without the other. You you got to have the anger, but you also got to have the ability. But yeah, li- listen, I, I I knew as as a 16 year old that it was a a long road ahead, and, and like you say, you ju- you just got to knuckle down and work hard and, and one, one thing I did was sort of try and make it as fun as possible with with working hard mm. you always made it fun as possible we'll come on to that later mate <laughs> now it's time for the first of Gavin's musical choices and it's a track called America by Reza Lake shape I'm in Well I go out somewhere then I come home again A lot of cigarette cause I can't get no sleep There's nothing on the TV, nothing on the radio that means that much to me All my life Watching America All my life Just panic in America Yesterday was easy, happiness came and went I got the movie script but I don't know what it meant A lot of cigarette cause I can't get no sleep There's nothing on the TV, nothing on the radio that means that much to me There's nothing on the TV, nothing on the radio that I can believe in All my life, watching America All my life, there's panic in America Oh, 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 there's trouble in America
Well, that was razor light there with America. Okay, so you you actually signed professional for for Hereford in 1997. Um, according to Wikipedia, you paid roughly 169 games. Probably they're wrong where you, you normally are, but a lot of games and you scored 30 goals. So obviously people were looking and they noticed you, yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a strange one in the end because obviously Aeroford at the club, like I said at the time, weren't really going anywhere. I, I think we were finishing mid-table at best in, in the conference and obviously as as the years went by, obviously being ambitious, I, I wanted to to play in, in the football league. Do you know what I mean that that was the next step when you're when you're a non-league player, you want you want to play in the football league. Do you know what I mean? And there, there was one or two clubs interested that I, I didn't. Didn't 100% really fancy. Um, I, I think Chester City were one at the time, and, and mm. I, I think Boston United at the time were were obviously, but they were both in the conference. But then, soon as soon as I found out Yeovil were interested, obviously, I they, they had just missed out the year before on on promotion, and, and obviously, soon as soon as I found out Yeovil were interested, it's, it's something that I really wanted to do because. I sort of knew the club from playing against them. I knew some of the players, and and I, and I thought it it was a good opportunity to go to a club that would be challenging for the top of the league, and, and hopefully give me the chance that I always wanted to play football football league. Do you know what I mean? So mm. when they when they sort of showed an interest in me, I, I sort of let my contract run down and. and and then when, once I knew Yorba were country, were 100% interested, I um, like I say, I let my contract run down, and it, I think it went to a tribunal in the end. Mm. But I, I mean, I can remember at the time we were up at um, the Belfry playing, well, playing golf and, and relaxing, ready before the conference. The uh, what was it called? The um, FA Trophy. And uh, yeah. I can remember Gary rang me up and said, oh, can you bring your camera down, Aid? Um, we've got a new sign in here. So I went down and, and there you were. That's the first time I came across you. And <laughs> from your point of view, that was the worst day of your life because you came across me. But, um, and you know, suddenly there we were in the Belfry and you were signing a new contract with Yeovil. So it was a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's correct. Yeah, you obviously... It, it... It was a strange one because obviously the club were preparing for such a big occasion, mm. the FA Trophy final. Obviously, yeah. I, I obviously I wasn't part of it because I wasn't that. But but it was it was great to see like how professional the club were and, and how ambitious Gary and, and the board were, and obviously the players. You know what I mean? And yeah, and they went on to have a have a good day that that day. And and like you say, the the rest is like you say uh, we'll always go down in history because mm. we. Certainly had a, a good season the year after. When I look at it, that I mean, the, the first your first spell there, two thousand and two, two thousand and four. You played again ninety odd games and seventeen goals, um, but a, a hell of an exciting time and a hell of an exciting team that Gary had sort of gathered together. Really, and you seem to be yeah, the missing link. Definitely, the first the first two two three years, about two and a half years, I think it was 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 definitely the the best time in my career because, like you say, you, you want to be successful, and, and one thing that team was, it certainly was successful and. And the, the team was just packed with good players and, and good good lads and, and obviously good coach and, and and the old town got behind us really we were we were playing conference football and it, it was the, the ground was for most most games drum yeah yeah the old town bought into what we were trying to do really and and like say it, it was 
it was a fantastic team because you, you go through that team that played in the conference and I, I guess the majority went on to play championship football. Mm. So mm. it's just just a shame we couldn't stay together a little bit longer and yeah. who knows what would have happened. But you had a Welshman there with you, apart from me. You had um, Kevin Gall there, and, and you know that made a good, uh, a good little um, uh, spell read together. Yeah, listen, me, me and Kev grew up in the in the same town, and listen, we we're good friends. I, I know his family, and, and he, he done well for Yeovil, um, especially in that in that conference um, conference season. Yeah, absolutely. More music now from Gav, and this time we've got "Live Forever" with Oasis.
thesis there and live forever. But then, of course, uh, came the parting of the ways from Yeovil's point of view, but uh, Yeovil had a nice little wedger in their pocket and you suddenly arrived in the Premiership. Or no, it was a Championship then, weren't they, West Ham? Yeah, it, listen, it, it, was a, it was a strange sort of um, it was a strange sort of transfer because I think it, it happened around January time and, and obviously we were flying in the league and I, I knew we'd end up winning, winning the league at Yeovil, but it, it, it was one of them, you, you can't say no to West Ham and, and mm. you've got to go. But a little part of me wanted to see the season out and then maybe go in the summer. But obviously, transfers don't don't work like that. And no. it, it was yeah, it was a strange one. Although I was obviously doing the next step on my my career and obviously going to a, a massive club as in West Ham, I I still had a little bit of like I don't know. I can't explain it really. I still wanted to see that season out with Yeovil and 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 finish the season off and win the league which obviously when I left the boys did end up winning the league so so yeah it was, it was a little little bit of a, a strange one although you can't turn the move down but mm, still mm. still still left like I don't know a little bit sad really I can say then that I didn't maybe in an ideal world I could have gone in the summer but yeah. obviously if I had said no then it might not have happened well, you were very much a fan's hero there, weren't you? That's the point. I mean, you know, the Super Gav thing sort of soon started, and uh, you know, yeah. they all, I still they still think of you now. I know that because the number of people have said to me when I do these interviews, "Why don't you get Gavin Williams on?" And I said, "Well, I've tried, but it's, nailing him down is difficult." But you know, you're still a hero there. Yeah. No. Listen, I we I had a great um, relationship with the supporters, but obviously, you you have a great relationship with the supporters when when. You're successful as a team first, mm. and successful as a player. And I, I, I'd like to think that the years that I was at Yeovil, a we were successful as a team, and, and b I, I was successful as an individual. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like I say, it was the best time of my career really because we we were a successful team, and obviously the the club was was going places mm. well plus that you know 17 goals that's the highest number of goals you'd scored apart from Hereford at 30 uh, and, and in, in like well not half but far less games anyway so I mean from that point of view as well it was a successful time did you actually get a medal from Yeovil because don't they give you a medal if you play so many games yeah I, I did I did I think yeah I think you've got to play I think it's like 10 games in here and yeah mm. I, did, I did get a medal um if I remember rightly, we played the pre-season game the following year, West Ham versus Yorba. That's right, yeah. Remember it, yeah. yeah. I had my medal then, yeah. So so how did you find life at West Ham? I mean, a, a bit different, I've no doubt. Yeah, listen, it, it was certainly an eye-opener, obviously, um, going to London and, and going to the club the size of West Ham. But I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. When I first went there, I was I was playing, I was playing obviously in the first team and, and stuff like that and and then I got, I got a little injury and towards the end of the season and I, I didn't feature in the playoff games and then the club got promoted and in a strange sort of way I sort of being a bit selfish probably was not good for me because they get promoted to the Premier League they, they obviously they, they sign better players and, and obviously you've got mm. accepts that the players they're signing yeah. are better players than, than what I was, you know what I mean? And, mm. and listen, that, 
that's all a part of football. So, yeah, from a selfish point of view, it, it might have been nice if we could have maybe stayed in the championship <laughs> for one more year. And then, obviously, I would have played a lot more games from. But, yeah. listen, it, it, was, it was great to be in and around a, a team like West Ham that's just been promoted to the Premier League. And I'd like to say, Dan, when, when we turned up pre-season mm. for the, the new Premier League there, we, we'd signed quite a few players and, and like like I say I, I'm honest enough to admit that the players they brought in in my position were, were better players than me and, and that, that's football unfortunately yeah, yeah. Well, some more music now and this time we've got Mr Neil Diamond forever in blue jeans Diamond there and forever in blue jeans. Who did you play with? I mean, who was in the same team as you and who was the manager when you were there? Um, Alan Pardew was the manager, so he signed me and then um, 
who was there at the time, he would have been like Terry Sherman, Bobby Zamora, that, that that sort of team. Mark Noble oh, yeah. was, yeah. was a young boy there. And obviously, he's gone on to have a fantastic career. And Chris Cohen was there, who, oh, yeah. who was, as a young kid, who the Yorba fans would know well. So, yeah, it, listen, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good squad they had there. Mm. Do you think the fact that Alan Pardew was actually over had anything to do with it? it had a bearing on it, do you think? Um, I, I don't honestly know, to be honest. It's the the trial about the blue, mate. I, I, I didn't really know that they were interested or, or stuff like that. Um, mm. I, I, I thought I was playing playing some good football, do you know what I mean? But, yeah, it just, it just came out of the blue. I, I, I heard nothing about it. And, and I was training one day and, and I think Steve Thompson said, uh, the gaffer wants to see you in his office. And I, I genuinely didn't know what I was going to go yeah. see Gaffer. And then, he, obviously, he told me the news. Bit of a bolt out of the blue then. But, um... yeah. I'm as a complete shock, honestly. Yeah. But moving on, obviously, uh, you went out on loan to Ipswich for a little while and ended up there permanently. How was life at Ipswich? Because that was Championship football again. And yeah, it was, yeah. And obviously, at the time, that, that was probably my, my standard of football was, was the Championship. And yeah, um, Joe Royal was the manager. And, and first of all, it started off as a month's loan and I went there and, and really, really enjoyed it. It's, it. Ipswich is a fantastic club if, if anyone's ever been there, the stadium, the training ground. It's, it's, it's a shame what's happened to them recently, really, because, mm, mm. it, it, listen, they, they, they should be a Premier League club, Ipswich. It's, it's just, I, I can't speak highly enough of the club. And, and yeah, it started off as a, as a month's loan and then, obviously, I went there and, and done well in that month and then I think it went to three months and then, and then the two clubs agreed a transfer fee. So, mm. yeah, it was a good move for me, really. Yeah. And then, uh, 2008, you end up back at Bristol City. Uh, I presume that was Gary was still there as manager then? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think Bristol City had just um, missed out on the playoffs. And, and at the time, obviously, being from Merthyr and living in Ipswich with, with a family back in, in Merthyr, wasn't wasn't an ideal situation and obviously Joe Royal who signed me I had left so I, I just wanted to to come a bit closer back to to the yeah. Wales area really around I, I had a little son at the time and, and stuff like that so I just wanted to be back closer to to Wales really so mm-hmm. when when Gary um showed interest it, it was really exciting really to team team back up with him again well obviously he knew what he was buying didn't he that was the thing from your point of view yeah and obviously I, I knew what I was was getting with him someone mm. who, who demands 100% yeah. everything so so yeah listen it's, listen Gary's record is it is what it is he's, he's a born winner and, and, and that's the way it is do you know what I mean so yeah I was delighted to team back up with him again it's interesting you say, you know, Gary demands 100%. I mean, God, when I listen to some of the... I mean, you know, I never used to come into the dressing room when I was doing the job at Yeovil, as you know, and uh, but at times we could hear it from outside. <laughs> certainly 100% was the case, that's for sure. Yeah, never at BH. You could be winning 3-0 and he wanted it to be 4. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that's any football, I think, though, isn't it, really? But, so so you were back at um, back at Bristol City and you had a good spell there, 52 games, Um uh, two, three, nearly two, two and a half years there. Um, you know, how did you enjoy that life there? Good. 
Yeah, I, I, when, I, when I first went there, yeah, I really, really enjoyed my time there. Obviously, it, it was working with Gary and, and, yeah, really enjoyed it. But then, unfortunately, obviously, Gary ended up losing his job and, and it, it was a difficult one then because um, uh, come in? Cooper came in, didn't he? And, yeah. and, uh, and, again, really enjoyed working with him. He, he seemed to like the way I played football and then... And then after I think it was something crazy, like three weeks, he decided he decided to leave. And then, um, unfortunately, Keith Miller took the job, and and me and Keith didn't really why. Um, as in, obviously, I don't think he liked the way I played football, and, and mm. I didn't like the way he set about his team how he wanted football so yeah it was, it was a little bit of clash um not nothing personal do you know what i mean just just a, a, which happens in football like i didn't buy into mm. the way you wanted to play and he didn't he didn't really like the way i played so yeah it was it was never gonna work more music now and this time we've got the kooks and she moves in her own way I was hoping someday you'd be on your way to better things It's not about your makeup or how you try to shape up To these tiresome paper dreams Paper dreams, honey So now you pour your heart out, you're telling me you're far out Not about to lie down for your cups But you don't pull my strings Cause I'm a better man Moving on to better things Mindset, tempered furs and spangled boots Looks are deceiving, make me believe it And these tiresome paper dreams Paper dreams, honey, yeah So won't you go far, tell them you're a keeper Not about to lie down for your cause And you don't pull my strings Cause I'm a better man, moving on to better things Oh, 
Well, they had the kooks, and she moves in her own way. So, um, suddenly you're back at Yeovil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Do, do you know what? That, that, that long spell I had at Yeovil, it, it, was, it was a strange one, because Terry was the manager at the time, when he and Darren was there, Nathan, mm. and obviously they, they were friends of mine. So it, it, it was a strange one, because I went there, and it was the first time that I'd been at Yeovil, and they were at the wrong end of the table. Yeah. So that... That spell, in, in a strange sort of way, I enjoyed it because it was a it was a different challenge, and and I, th- I think I went there for the last nine games, and, and and we were really successful in them nine games. I, I think I ended up scoring five goals in nine games or something, and, mm. and we ended up staying up comfortable in the end. But yeah. it was strange going to Yeovil knowing that you were in a sort of a relegation battle rather than um, rather than. Fighting for honours at the other end. Wasn't that the time, if if I'm right, that uh, some of the supporters clubbed together to pay for your for your transfer back? Yeah, I, I think so. Because obviously, because um, I still had, a, I think I still had two years left on my contract at Bristol City, and, and obviously, I, I don't think Yoga could afford to to pay the percentage. Or I, mm. I, I don't know what it was, and yeah, I, I think it was. Um, yeah, I think two or three supporters. Yeah, didn't they? I think so. And yeah. So, so yeah, and, and like I say, it was it was a really successful loan, really. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because like I say, I I think I played nine games, scored five goals, and 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 we ended up staying up comfortable. So it it was it was um it was a good little loan spell. And then you had another. It was extended, wasn't it, for another twelve games? After that, in, um, initially you had eight. According to this, you had eight, and then you had another twelve afterwards. No, I think that might have been the year after it. I, I don't. Oh. I, yeah, well, don't worry about it because um, Wikipedia are always bloody wrong anyway. So, but anyway, you you had another twelve games, scored another goal anyway, and then you know all of a sudden you end up at Bristol Rovers. I mean, for a Bristol City ex Bristol City player and Yeovil, you end up at Bristol Rovers. Was that a bit hairy or not? Um, no, not not really. Again, that was a that that was a long run it till the end of the season and. And they they were in a bit of trouble. I was I, obviously I was living in in the city, so it just made sense really to go there till the end of the season. Mm. See my my Bristol City contract was expired then, and then and then decide what what was next really. And and yeah, it, it was a, it was a bad time at Bristol Rovers. The 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 club weren't quite right, and um, they ended up, they ended up obviously they were in they were in massive trouble and mm. when I went there and they ended up getting relegated but the squad they had it, it should never have got relegated it was it was just one of them things that the dressing room weren't quite right and and we ended up um, unfortunately getting relegated mm, yeah which uh, was that your only ever relegation yeah I'm still not counting it though because I only played uh, all right I'll let you off that one then. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't, didn't you say you got to play 11 games so it's a count? Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll let that one go then. So then suddenly, uh, 2011, you're back at Yeovil yet again, and this time for a full season, or two seasons possibly, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Then then obviously my, my contract at Bristol City, City expired, and... and it was one of them. I had I had sort of a bad year. Do you know what I mean? In, in football, I was going on loan, and, and I I just wanted to go somewhere where I I felt settled really, and and somewhere that I was going to enjoy. And obviously, the I had I had other options, and and but soon as Terry rang me and and asked me, did I want to come to your world? Do you know what I mean? Having 
previously what happened happened there. I, I, I think it was the right move for me, really. Well, I was told that you only decided to come when they you said, well, is Fat Harry still there? And otherwise, they ain't coming. Is that right? I mean, that's, that's what I was told, but... <laughs> he, told, he told me you'd left, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it wasn't a bad season, uh, because, of course, that was the year we got to Wembley, I think. Am I right in saying that? No, no, it was the year after, wasn't it? Uh, was it the second year? Right, OK. Yeah. And now the last of Gavin's musical choices, and it's the Beatles, of course, and here comes the sun. Beatles, of course, and here comes the sun. So, uh, in the second year, Yeovil did very well, and we got to the playoff final. And yeah. you turned out to be the only person that I've heard of that got a yellow card <laughs> without even playing in the game, which was brilliant. <laughs> no, it, listen, it, it, it was just one of those situations that 
I wouldn't have been thinking. It was just instinct. Obviously, we were winning. We were winning mm. the game. It was I, I don't know. It was like two two minutes left, and I, and I w- I weren't even warming up. I was just obviously feeling a bit nervous, so I was just stood there. I, I think <laughs> Gary had already made his, his three, three subs, so yeah, yeah. so I, I was just stood there, obviously praying like everyone else for the for the final whistle, and and all I can remember is the ball coming to me, and I I, I didn't even think that I was going to do it. it just come to me, and I've just obviously just yeah. it a little bit further on its way. Of course you did, Gaff. Of course you did, mate. It was just purely <laughs> sort of reflex instinct, wasn't it? <laughs> but you know the funny thing about it was that the the um, the referee, oh, I can't think of his flipping name now. He was quite a well-known one. And Jimmy and I were up there, obviously doing our job. And he, I think he stuck on six minutes of extra time, and we couldn't yeah. believe it because, like you, we were yeah. sort of, you know, for Christ's sake, let's, let's oh, yeah, exactly, blow yeah. the whistle. And yeah. not only that, because w- where you came down from the press box, you ended up retired in the the kind of uh, what's well, you, the hallway there, if you like. There was two doors where you actually came out onto the pitch at Wembley, and they'd got the yeah. doors shut. And they wouldn't let us out. Of course, we're sort of you know, getting hyped up just like you. So, and I thought he would never, ever blow the whistle. Eventually, he did. And what a relief that was, mine. But what a day what that was as well. Yeah, listen, it, it, it was a fantastic day. And, and like I say, it was, it was unbelievable, really, that a club like Yeovil, the size of it, the size of the town, that, that they were going to play in the championship, really. It's, mm. it's, it's it's an it's an un, unbelievable achievement, really. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's it's just a shame that they couldn't maybe stay in there for one or two years, and and who knows what would have happened. Yeah, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you a story. I've told a few people this, but when we played Watford at Vicarage Road, we won the game about three one, I think, from memory serves me. And I was taking Gary to the press area after the game, and he said, "Aid." He said, we need another half a million to get some extra players. He said, if we can get those players in, we can stay up. And of course, yeah. if you stayed up, you got five million at the end of the time for staying no. in the league. Well, of course, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Listen, it's, it's, it's a tricky one for the club, obviously, because obviously half a million pounds for the club is is a, is mm. a lot of money. Yeah, and, and they they got to weigh up: is that a gamble worth taking mm. or not? And by the sounds of it, unfortunately, they didn't. Take that. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead right, they didn't take it. But um, so anyway, um, you and Yeovil parted coming at the end of the time, and you went to Woking. Um, relatively short period of time at Woking before you ended up at Merthyr. Yeah, listen. Obviously, when when I parted time with, with Yeovil, it, it, it was the right time, really. A law, a law at the time. I probably didn't want to admit it, but I, I, I think I was 33, 34. My leg, my legs had gone. I, I weren't the same player that I was. So. So yeah, listen. It, the, the time was right. Obviously, now in hindsight, I look back at it, and it was the right time. Obviously, mm-hmm. season there, w- winning promotion. So yeah, it, it was it was definitely the right time. Looking back now, at, at the time, maybe a bit of stubbornness, maybe didn't think it was the right time, but it, it was definitely the right time because I definitely wasn't the player that that I once was. Because yeah. once once you start losing your legs and a little bit of pace and a little bit mm. of power. It's difficult for players like me who, who, who that that was my game really. Yeah. You know what I mean? so, so yeah, no, it was definitely the right time. But you were still super gav to the supporters. Make no mistake, yeah. you know, you, yeah, you, you I, really I, were. So, so and, and that's what I mean, and that's what I mean about the right time. Obviously, that that last season, I, I, I still played about twenty five games, I think, and and maybe if I'd sort of stayed another year and, and then the supporters would have seen me when I was not at my best you know what I mean it, it mm. could have tarnished 
sort of the relationship I had with the supporters. So, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I think it was good timing to leave, really. Now, everybody knows that, that you were always the, the, you know, the joker when it came to the dressing room. I mean, some of the some of the tricks that uh, you pulled were... But are there any that sort of you can actually recount on the radio that, that spring to mind that were really sort of <laughs> funny? Um, not, not really. I, I think the, the old dressing room really was, was full of characters, really. So... Yeah, you certainly have to be on your toes uh, um, <laughs> at that football club because, like you say, we the, the old team was mm. was full of full of characters, and, and like you say, the the pranks were were nonstop, and oh, maybe yeah. maybe some that. I'm not able to say over the radio, age. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few photographic evidence of some of them, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, so, you know, you you played at, at Merthyr, but you ended up being manager there. I mean, you know, how did that happen? I mean, obviously it was going home from your perspective, but, you know, did, yeah, did, did you enjoy it? Yeah, um, I did. What, what happened, mate? I, I, signed, I signed for Walking. I think I signed a two-year contract at Walking, and... And I, I think at the time I was 34, 35, so I, I was I knew I was coming to the end. And then obviously my my dad passed away, and it was just like right, that's it. Now I, I want to get home. And, and obviously I told Woking, and they were great. They said, "Yeah, go on, get like you know, I mean, we'll, we'll rip your contract up as long as you promise that you're not going to sign for anyone else professionally." And obviously, yeah, yeah. I give I give her my word that I wasn't, and if I did ever think that I wanted to play again I'd, I'd obviously go back to them and honour the contract so yeah it, I, just, I just wanted to be on with, with family really yeah yeah and, and yeah. you know what what was it like the change from being you know a player to a manager did you find it difficult yeah it was tough mate because cause again I, I, when, when, when I first come back I, I didn't do anything for four months um, just just obviously had time with, with the family and and obviously, because Murphy sort of knew the situation that I was home, I weren't doing anything. They, they were, they were. Gary Shepherd at the time was the manager and was constantly ringing me, like just sort of inviting me to training and, yeah. and just not like. And then so, as soon as I went training, obviously just got the love back straight away. It, it yeah. took one, took one training session, and then he was like, "Right, I want to play football again." Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, and then then I ended up we ended up having this sort of successful season of the level we are, and we ended up winning promotion, and and then the manager left, and they offered me the job, and it was certainly an eye opener going from a player to a, to a manager. That's yeah. that's for sure. And Woking didn't have a problem with that then. No, they they didn't have a problem because we we sort of at, at the time I think Merthyr were. I, I, don't even know what league they're in. I think it was Southern, Southern League Premier or something like that. And yeah. obviously, yeah, they, they, they were they were fine. It's, um, obviously, Tom was there at the time and, and Gary Hill and, and, and they were good as gold. Mate. Um, I, I just sort of promised them that I, w- I weren't going to go back into sort of yeah. full-time conference or above, do you know what I mean? Because like I say, my, obviously my age and, yeah. and I just... I just wanted to be back home, really. Yeah, and um, it didn't all go well, though, from a financial point of view. Not not your fault, but I mean, I gather that it, life was difficult, wasn't no, it? Um, actually, the first the first season, my first season, we had a we had a really good season. We ended up finishing second, and then ended up um, losing in the playoffs on penalties. So yeah, my my first season in management, I, so I was thinking, yeah, yeah. What's, all, what's all the fuss about this? <laughs> and, then, um, and then the second year, it was just, 
an absolute eye opener. It was just stuff going on behind the scenes that I can't even can't even begin to explain to you. Um, mm. Again, we started the season. We were we were going quite well. I think we were sort of fourteen, fifteen games in. We were fourth in the league. So, so in my mind, we were we were going <laughs> we were going for promotion. And then um, I can always remember I had a board meeting and I, I wanted to sign a striker. And <laughs> they were saying, yeah, we could sign a striker. And then that was on the Tuesday. And then on the Thursday, I was pulled into another meeting to say that. <laughs> The club haven't got no money, and and we basically got to cut the budget by eighty percent. So. Oh, not a lot then. <laughs> not a lot, no. So um, I ended up, <laughs> I ended up out of a squad of sixteen, losing <laughs> losing mm. about fourteen players, and and it, it, it this happened on the Thursday, but obviously on the Saturday you you came a Cheshire. Mm. So at the time we didn't really have a youth team, so. My team's go to Chesham. I had two boys from the office to play football for me. <laughs> one, <laughs> yeah. of them, one of them didn't. One of them didn't even have a pair of football boots. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a tough time. And it, so obviously we went to Chesham and we we ended up losing thirty nil. Oh, was that all? <laughs> yeah. I, I can always I can always remember my team talk that it was just like thanking everyone for obviously playing for us really and yeah. and I. I can remember saying, "Let's just, let's just keep it tight for twenty minutes." And Bloody phone going off like that, sod in there. And, I, and I, I was just saying, Let, "Let's just keep it tight for twenty minutes and, and see what happens." And we were four 0 down after seven minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Went well then, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but in, in a strange sort of way, it, it, um, it brought all the, the town together and all the club and they, they mm. done all the. Well, there was a lot of publicity about it because I mean, yeah, we, there, we... Was, there was, there was, and in a strange sort of way, that that thirty nil loss, and obviously people from the office play, and it's like you and Jimmy playing for Yeovil back in the yeah. day. Heaven <laughs> forbid. <laughs> no, and that's 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 the situation we were in. I had a mm. I had a fifty holding goal, and 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 it, it was just my my coach who don't even play football was like centre half, and yeah, but I. I in a strange sort of way, us losing thirty nil, like sort of made everyone sit up and go right, what's going yeah. on? And the club and the town got behind the club because mm. if we if we had gone there and lost five nil, no one would have. No, quite, off. yeah. So yeah. so yeah, in a strange sort of way, that that thirty nil um, sort of done done the club a favour really because it was a lot of publicity and 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 a lot of people raised money to to save to save the club. Yeah, yeah. Now, Two other things just before we finish. Um, we haven't mentioned it, and it's quite relevant to your whole career. You played three times for the Wales semi-pro side and twice for the, the full Wales team. That must have been a thrill and an honour, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, should we talk about the three for the non-league yet? When um, Wales beat England and Skibbo and Darren Way and Lee Johnson played. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I still remind him of that now and again. Yeah, yeah but obviously greatest honour for for any footballer really to to play play for their country and and yeah, like I say, mate, it was it was a real honour to put put on the Welsh shirt and obviously in, in that team it was some some really big name players playing. You know what I mean, mm. so yeah, it was 
yeah, it was it was something that I was obviously really proud of being a Welshman, and obviously something my family was really proud of. Yeah, yeah. But the the two full full caps. I mean, who who were they against? Um, it was Cyprus out in Cyprus, and we played Slovenia at home. Oh, so you had, a, you had a holiday out of it then, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, we're in an holiday though, which I think it was around December, January time. So it was oh, was it? Oh, hard luck. <laughs> <laughs> but I suspect you've still got your caps in a, in, in a nice display, yeah, have you? I, yeah, I've still got my caps, mate, yeah, so yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're upstairs in the, in the bedroom, mate. So yes, um, it's, yeah, so like I say, stunning, obviously for anyone to play for the country is something that makes me really proud yeah absolutely I'm sure it does I'm sure it does and so you know thoroughly deserves in your case I'm sure so well look Gavin um thanks ever so much for joining us um it's been worth it but by Christ it's been a battle to get you <laughs> um you know, but, you know I don't like interviews mate I'm, I'm shy yeah of course you are mate of course you are <laughs> shy that's an understatement if ever I heard it um yeah so thank you for that sir but uh, best of luck for the future I don't know where you're going to end up but I'm sure we'll, we, we haven't seen the last of Gavin Williams that's for sure so uh, good luck with that and uh, make sure you keep in touch yeah cheers guys and good luck for the new season see you all soon thank you This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a blue. And you've been listening to the In Conversation programme with A.D. Hopper. No space to win in this town. Make sure you join us every week here on Three Valleys Radio. And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is Yeah. Mm-hmm.